Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I one day saw a group of wild turkeys in the street. We were going to drive like right through them and like make them scatter right. Those mm-hmm. guys flew and landed on the power line like regular birds. And now, coming to you live from atop the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's the one, the only, Pucko Podcast! And welcome to the 360th episode of the Puckle Podcast. I am your host, Trainer Thatch, here today with my co-host. First with us, we have the man who lights up the town of San Antonio, Sublime Manic. I do. Thank you. Hello. How is <laughs> You're the only reason to go. Well, Claude and I do. Oh, Claude is there. That's true. Uh, and then, of course, as always, well, not as always, but as has been recently on the show, the man who's really good about being specific about Thatch's rules of $20 at PokemonCenter.com, we have Basket. What's up, guys and gals? <laughs> and we have a spectacular show here for you guys today. Uh, for those of you new to the show, welcome. Welcome back if you're old. We enjoy having both of you here, all two of you listening to the show right now. And we we are going to... Puckle, of course, stands for the Pokemon Underground Champions League. We talk everything from the video game to the trading card game to Pokemon Treta. Yeah. That's a game in Japan because you get the little Treaded tokens. Really? Uh, yeah. So that it's uh, only in Japan. They like get these. It's they essentially get these like little pucks, and they put the pucks into the machine, and each puck like has a Pokemon on it, so like they can collect these pucks through the like the Gacha Pond machines and go use it in this video game, hmm. and they get points and stuff. It's like Pokemon, but at an arcade because Japan has arcades still. That's that, that's the only way I can really describe it. Uh, it's it's not competitive. It's just hey, how much money are you willing to spend on this gachapon machine to get your get your treta pucks? And some kids spend way too much, and that's the answer. <laughs> so, but <laughs> that that is uh, this is a Pokemon podcast. We are going to be talking about some fun stuff today. But before we jump into it too far, how you guys doing? What's how's life? How's how's Pokemans? How's everything going for you guys? 
We'll, we'll so you remember, so you remember that semester before you graduated when it was like busy, busyness, yeah. you know, you know, you know, yeah. you lived it, you lived that life. That's kind awful, of me. Though. Yeah. That, that's me at the moment because I graduate with my master's this semester and then well, that's I'm good. Doing, See, yeah, that's that good. is it, oof, this last semester is rough because it's an internship on top of, I've also started a fellowship, a professional fellowship for influencing a bunch of education policy at the state level. And yeah, uh, it's just a really, really busy time to be sublime. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's good though. That's being productive. Yeah, it is. I'm living my best life. Exactly. Exactly. So that's, I mean, that's good. That's good to know. Uh, how about you basket? How's life? How's the universe? How's everything? Uh, the universe is holding itself together. Uh, life is good. Um, I, uh, I've been playing, uh, um, Pokemon conquest. Um, Oh really? Again. Yeah. Isn't it great? Uh, it's Let's, awesome. Every time it's mentioned, I feel like we have to talk about Pokemon conquest. Cause it's such a great <laughs> game. <laughs> it is super cool. Uh, I, uh, um, I do this weird thing, uh, with games that I like. Uh, if I start playing a game, never played it before, don't know a whole lot about it. Like Pokemon conquest, then, I'll start playing it and then about halfway through I'll start looking up like okay like what are the cool things you can do like uh how do you know you know to get like the best or at least like decent uh things or secret party members or stuff like that right um well when I sometimes well most of the time uh when I do that I end up screwing myself over and having to start over because I'm like well now I know that everything I have is crap and so now I need to go back and make sure that I get at least decent stuff. Um, and Pokemon Conquest is a horrible game for me. Like, like really good game, very fun, but a horrible game when it comes to that sort of thing because the different um, uh, warlords and like people that you can have on your team. I'll have a specific uh, Pokemon that reaches one hundred percent with them. Yeah, it's exactly yeah. yeah. And I'm like, I'm cool. If it's at like uh, you know eighty percent or whatever, but a lot of times they start out with ones that are gonna stay at like seventy or never make it past fifty or something like that, you know. And it's like, wow, okay, uh, I just leveled up this Pokemon that's never gonna be able to evolve, and uh, that's really stupid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude, Conquest is such a that's a throwback. I think Conquest is one of the best spin-off games that ever happened. Fact. The best. I would say it is a fact that it is the best spin-off game that's ever. It happened. has so much Crazy. content in it. Yeah, it's a great game. It I love that we mentioned Conquest as often as we do on this show too. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is, I don't think people know it existed. It didn't do well initially. It did it didn't sell that well and I think it's still like $20, $25 to go get it from something like GameStop. And that's significant. Like if you have something that's close to like the original selling price of $30, that's a lot of like that game did well. Yeah. Like it, that game did really well. I, I don't know if it was marketed correctly or not. Like if I had to market it, I would say it's like Final Fantasy Tactics with Pokemon. But it, it's, yeah, I mean, it's, obviously, it's obviously dumbed down. Um, but well, I mean, it's not, uh, like you're a lot more limited in how your units move and stuff like sure, that. Cause each thing only uses one move as opposed to like all of the options in something like tactics advance. 
But then they have to like the Pokemon later and stuff. So there's other like that. But also, once you attack, it ends your turn. You don't have the option of attacking and moving. You know, stuff like that. Mm. So it's 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 a bit more limiting. But like, by no means does that make it not fun. Like, it's still a blast. Um, but uh, and plus, the little sprites moving around the map are so funny and cute. Like, yeah, yeah it's awesome. No, that game is really good. I'm just blown away by how good it is in terms of like everything. Uh, it just it knocks it out of the park. I, I agree with you. It's the marketing. I think that was what year was that? I, it was Gen Five, so it was it probably was somewhere 5. around. It was probably 2011, 2012, and I would say back then Nintendo didn't have a really good grasp on marketing things very well. I still don't think they have a good grasp, but it's definitely better than it was back then. Because if you look at things now, that was before the first like worldwide release of Pokemon. And that's really kind of where I think they kick things into gear and advertise things really well. Though we ended up getting a lot of garbage. Looking at you, Magikarp Jump. <laughs> and I, I, I think they've kind of dumbed down Pokemon to an extent overall across the franchise. I mean, you look Virgo. at... Yeah, you look at Go, Super Mystery, go. Yeah. Super Mystery Dungeon. I think Let's Go is part of the solution, not part of the problem. Well, no, I'm not saying it's a problem, but it is a um, sort of dumbing down. Yeah, I think they're trying accessible. to make. I think they're it's trying to, to make, make games more accessible. Yeah, and I and, have no issue with that. I don't think it's a problem, but it's like something that they are clearly doing. Yeah, I think for somebody like me who wants something that's a bit more in depth. I mean, we've been with the franchise for God knows how many years now. Uh, a little over 20 now, I think. Yeah, we've been with the franchise for a while. We are veterans of the franchise. I like Gen 5, I think, was honestly the last game that I can say was a particularly good one made for longtime fans of the series. I think Gen 6 and onwards is kind of pandering. If you look at Gen 6, you have a lot of pandering that happens in terms of like, oh, hey. You get a Gen 1 starter. Yeah. You get Mega Evolutions for old Pokemon. Yes, and then you have Gen 7. Look, we gave your old Pokemon new forms. Yes, it's very much attracting that audience back. It, they're really trying to get that audience. They made a lot of tutorial, a lot of, hey, look how easy it is to play Pokemon now. And in Gen 6, I'd say like things like the Experience All, I think that's a really good addition. But... In terms of being feeling feeling like a real Pokemon game, like in the nitty gritty of it, I don't feel that Gen Six and Seven really live up to something like Gen Five. I feel like Gen Six could have if we got another version for it. To be honest, you're probably right. I think Gen Five just did a really good job of giving us something deep and something that was meaningful. And Gen Gen Seven was nice in its own way because it was nice for like refreshing ride. But I'm really excited because of Let's Go. Because I think Let's Go kind of removes their inhibitions about the game being too scary and complicated for newcomers because they ha- now have an entire line of games that's going to be all for newcomers and it's going to be the Let's Go franchise. But that's uh, those are my thoughts. And I'm really excited to see that 2019 game. I, 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 because of Let's Go, I'm more excited to see that than I probably would be otherwise because I think they, they can really run with it. They've recaptured but, the art of the reveal that was lost for over a decade. Oh, yeah. We talked yeah. about that With, yeah. a few weeks ago because I think Meltan really, really Brilliant. does a good job. And, and we'll talk about it a little bit more here in the news, which is a really good segue. So we are going to kick it on over to the news. So cue that epic music. <laughs> Thank you. 
Radio Tower. This just in. And on to the news. In the news, we have some fun stuff. I guess it's semi-Pokemon Go related. We got another episode of The Two Professors on YouTube, where you can watch Professor Oak and Professor Willow talk about Meltan. There's also another video of Meltan that came out on the same day that was all about, like, hey, look, <clears throat> Meltan's in the real world, and it's showing Meltan doing a bunch of cute stuff, and just like a bajillion of them showing up. And all of a sudden, uh, this trailer ends, and you see a silhouette of what it looks like multiple Meltan probably coming together, and either evolving or just having another form. I'm assuming it's a form change as opposed to an evolution, but I, I everything's up in the air at this point. It just looks like scary Meltan. Super duper scary Meltan. Monstrosity. Wait, do we actually know what it looks like? or Because uh, I only saw the shadow. Yeah, there's only a shadow. That's all you have. Okay, okay. Uh, and it's just, it, it, we just know it looks like Meltan just kind of like all shoved themselves together. And I mean, it makes sense. If they're just solder, like you could just imagine all the solder going together and it becoming one giant monstrosity i hope it's not stupid i really hope it's not stupid we also got some details about how meltan's gonna work in pokemon go from our understanding there's a mystery box in pokemon go that you can send from pokemon let's go which will allow you to catch meltan in pokemon go and then send it back over to let's go huh yep okay it's really interesting you can catch meltan in the wild uh for like x amount of time a day Essentially, it's like 30 minutes you get Meltan and then after that and there's a there's emphasis on catching multiple Meltan. And so that's why I think it's probably some kind of form something kind of like the Zygarde cells. I don't want to say the Zygarde cells because I get worried then that Meltan's going to have the power constructability. But I think we we'll, we'll probably see something similar where it's just like you get enough Meltan together and then you get super mega Meltan. <laughs> uh, that's my that's my theory. Yeah, but that's that's interesting. Is he also going to look like a mix between a Beetleborg and a Transformer? I hope so. As long <laughs> as it's not Mono Steel, I'm good. <laughs> also, Beetleborgs, I've that's a good reference. I don't know how many people actually remember the Beetleborgs. But that that's a conversation for another day. Probably no one. They probably forgot on purpose. <laughs> Just blocked it out of their memory. But uh, other news, the Ultra Spooky Cup was announced this week, and it's actually a meta that I'm getting into. I've been playing it, building a team for it, because if you compete in the Ultra Spooky Cup, which is actually, I believe, um, October uh, 26th through the 28th, you will get a shiny Mimikyu as your reward. Ooh. Yeah, it's going to be really cool. Uh, it's a really interesting meta, because it's one of those metas where they're just like, here are some spooky Pokemon. Those are the only ones allowed. And the coolest thing about this is some of the mythical Pokemon are actually allowed. One of those being Marshadow, uh, oh, which is really interesting. Yeah, Marshadow is allowed. <laughs> Dark Rise in it. Uh, you also have um, you have Hoopa also in it. The problem is with some of these Pokemon because they do require you to have the Clover. Some of these Pokemon are super hard to get with the Clover if you're trying to obtain them through legitimate means. Uh, you have like Hoopa. There was like a South Korean event. <laughs> Darkrai was another like one-off event in like a town somewhere, and it's it's stupid how hard it is to get some of those mythical Pokemon to be in this competition. But I mean, Naganadel's allowed. You have things. I think Zerkatree is actually a dark horse in this meta. I think it's a lot of fun because there's like two ground types in the entire meta, uh, and then you have like random things like Beware. <laughs> Beware's in it. Whatever, it's fine. <laughs> so. 
it's uh, it's an interesting meta, and I think it's really cool. So I I encourage everybody to go play in it. I'm gonna do it, and then probably try to jump on stream and do it some as well. How is Beware in the Spooky Cup? Because it's so adorable, it's scary. <laughs> you haven't seen the anime. It gets really yeah. spooky. <laughs> it gets really spooky. But yeah, it's a cool meta. I'm really down for it. Uh, let's see. Uh, for those of you who play Animal Crossing Pocket Camp, there's a Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee crossover, which has a bunch of Eevee stuff coming to po- Animal Crossing Pocket Camp. So that's cool, I guess. You could go do that if you're really into like pocket camp on your phone and you don't protest the inability to have a real animal crossing game. <laughs> so just, just whatever. It's fine. Uh, all right. So, uh, so some interesting news that came out this week that I found super interesting was that there's going to be an official Pokemon center outside of Japan. It is going to be in Singapore. It is the first permanent Pokemon Center outside of the Japan ever since uh, the Pokemon Center in New York was closed down. It became the Nintendo World Store and now Nintendo NY. The, whatever. They can do whatever. It's going to open in the Jewel Airport in Cinnabor. And its mascots are going to be Lapras and Celebi because of things. But it's going to be really interesting. normally get two mascots? I thought it was just one per location. No, they always get two mascots. There's always three Pokemon on there. It's a Pikachu and then two others. And so this one, Celebi and Lapras, um, I think there's one that's like Rowlet and Litten. I mean, you, you can go look all these up. They all have two mascots. I think the I think the exception might be the Mega Pokemon Center in Tokyo at Skytree. I think that one might only be Pikachu and Rayquaza. Isn't there one? What's the one with Ho-Oh? I don't remember, but there's definitely a second one with the Ho-Oh. Okay. For some reason, I thought it was Solo. Uh, it might have been for a while. I, they they do change okay. them. They do change them. What's the point so, of the mascots? Like, do they have like exclusive like content from uh, of those mascots there, or is it just no. like, hey, this is the mascot? It's your signature. It's got yeah. It's like the signature of that area because the Pokemon that are the mascot kind of represent what's happening in that area. Like, I believe they're choosing Lapras and Celebi because Lapras because it's an island, and then Celebi because something something plants. Well, also, Lapras is the transportation Pokemon, oh. and it's an airport. Ah, uh, uh. I like that. But it's really, it's it's just really cool to see a Pokemon Center open up outside of Japan. I hope that's good news for us, and it just leads to the inevitable takeover of GameStop because it's slowly turning into a Pokemon Center in and of itself. That's not untrue, <laughs> right? They have Pokemon Center products in GameStop now. Like, it's happening. And it's going to be what happens when everybody goes digital. Uh, the other thing that was interesting that people on Discord didn't seem to realize. So it was announced in a tweet earlier that there's a Chansey that will be available as an event through uh, Pokemon or Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee. Uh, for the month of your birthday, you can go pick it up and you get a serial code to download this Chansey into your game. And... People were freaking out because somebody put out a joke tweet saying that there's going to be a Chansey with uh, Magic Guard with a 20% or uh, with a with a defense boost higher than like normal Chansey. And like uh, people were freaking out, like doing calcs about it. And I'm just like, why are you doing that? That's not real. It's a joke. I'm just like, it doesn't make any sense because let's go Pikachu and Eevee don't have don't have abilities. Why would they announce that you could download 
a Chansey and Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee with Magic Guard as its ability. <laughs> so, uh, that, yeah, it was it was a it was a thing because everybody was freaking out about Chansey holding Eevee alight, getting uh, getting a defense boost. They wouldn't do that. They know how not to break their game. I wonder. Uh, okay. I wonder if there's they like know how to some... fix it after they break it. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, with I that. wonder if there could be some like crazy weird uh, thing that ends up happening where, like, so you can transfer from Go to the system, right? And yeah, uh, or to Let's Go games. Well, what if they end up allowing you to like transfer Pokemon from Go or Let's Go to like the handhelds? See, that's what I don't know is going to happen yet. I assume it will. I feel like that's an inevitability. I think it is. I kind of hope it happens just as like a dry run to get Bank to work on the Switch. Mm-hmm. Would that p- potentially like have Pokemon that yielded like different uh, stats like during the conversion? I is imagine they would run it very similarly to what happens when you transfer something from the uh, virtual console currently to your Pokebank, right? Like you can transfer from heart, uh, from gold, silver, red, blue, yellow. So there's not a problem because EVs and IVs in some form do exist in Let's Go. Uh, they they do split up all the stats. You have attack, special attack, special defense, special attack, uh, regular defense in Let's Go. And they do hint at EVs existing, but they're doing it through the... They're increasing the EVs through candy as opposed mm-hmm. to through traditional means. So... I assume that we're going to have a very similar stat system already in Let's Go. So I wouldn't worry about the stat conversion. They just kind of put CP up there because I think CP is calculated based on their stats in some weird way. And that like that's it is just there to make the Pokemon Go player feel more comfortable. And then when they play the game, they go, man, Pokemon's really fun. I want to play a real Pokemon game because I bought this Switch just for Pokemon. I don't. I haven't actually met anybody like that, actually. But they must exist. I don't know if they exist. And now I they think can. they exist. Now they can because they're going to start turning all the Pokemon games into CP-calculated versions. No. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I really don't know. I haven't met anybody. And th- maybe that's because of the bubble I'm in. I just haven't met a single... I haven't heard from any Go player that like I've run into what playing Pokemon Go. They're like, man, I can't wait for Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee on the Switch. This is a game for me. Um, <laughs> I haven't I haven't heard any of them say that. I the only the only people I've heard that are super excited for Let's Go are the hardcore Pokemon fans that are just like, man, I can play with my kid now. Well but yeah, I was gonna say, like also in your defense, you don't exactly spend a whole lot of time with underage children. So it's yes. not like you're around a bunch of people that are going to be like super excited or that this game is made for. <laughs> that one, I believe like that one I can understand, but I just haven't met any like go players who are just like dedicated go players who are the people that are out there that are crazy. Well, when I've, when I've gone to like EX raids and stuff, there's a lot of like little kids that are there with their moms and stuff. I can so, see that. Yeah. So there's a, um, there's a lot of, uh, overlap i think so i think that like a lot of younger people who play pokemon go are probably super hyped and it i would say it's like maybe a fourth of the people when i go to those sorts of things that are like little kids with their mom so i can understand that i can understand that i that's where i misjudged the whole thing other than that in the news there's honestly not much else um not much else is going on there's just uh 
just no Pokemon news going on. The WTPTT, uh, the WWTC at Puckle is underway. Uh, we're going to actually get videos out for that this week, hopefully. We're going to be doing battle commentary so you can keep up with what's happening in the WWTC. Yeah. yeah. We're doing it as a dry run to see if it's possible to do for the rest of our tournaments. So we are, uh, are going to see where we're going with that. But that is it for the news. So we're going to kick it on over to Puckle's Poke Quiz, where we're going to quiz our co-host on their innate Pokemon knowledge. And welcome to Puckle's Poke Quiz, the part of the show where we're going to quiz your co-host on their innate Pokemon knowledge. That means no laptops, no computers. Basket and Sublime will be operating as a two-man team to answer these questions. They have, uh, they can answer them together. They're competing against all of the other co-hosts in a race to 30 points to see who can get there first by answering these questions. There are going to be five questions today. One of them will include a bonus point, and they also have a hint that they can use as a lifeline to help them out with one of these questions. However, if they get all of the questions correct without using their hint, they can cash it in for an extra point for a maximum possible total of seven. They are playing when they cross 30 points for $20 of PokemonCenter.com credit. So yeah. They don't even have oh, gift cards. Credit. I can't even buy you guys a gift card. I just tell you, like, hey, here's $20 to spend on PokemonCenter.com. <laughs> <laughs> and and that, that's pretty much what I do. It's like it's like taking your child to Toys R Us and being like, here's a $20 bill. Buy whatever you want. And, uh, and they can't buy anything because the Toys R Us is closed. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna save up all my credit and then spring it on you and be like, by the way, Puckle owes me a switch. <laughs> you need to win trivia 15 times. Yeah, well, it's happening. It's happening. All right, and so that is that is where we are with that. And so, if you guys are ready, I have questions, and I hope you have answers. Me too. So, question number one. This is an interesting tidbit that I found today. Pokemon eggs hold a resemblance and are actually inspired by uh, another titular Nintendo character that had a game that was also worked on by Game Freak. What is this character? Yoshi. Yoshi? That sounds like Yoshi. That is correct. It is Yoshi. (laughs) The original original Nintendo, uh, the original Super, I think it was just the original Nintendo Yoshi game. It was actually worked on by Game Freak, and they actually were the ones that came up with the artwork for the egg, for the Yoshi's egg, which I did not know until today. I found that really interesting. So the answer is, in fact, Yoshi. Yeah, I didn't know. I, well, I, I, I've, I've seen the resemblance before, but I always like assumed it was coincidence. But today I'm just like, nope, they did that on purpose. <laughs> so there we go. All right. So that's one point for you guys. Question number two. What is the only ride Pokemon that you can call via the ride, uh, the ride pager in Alola that you can't capture during normal play? Ah. Oh, that's uh, um. Oh boy. Um. Well, let's go over all the ride Pokemon. There's Stoutland, which it cannot be because you can get normal that. play in Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon or Sun and Moon, I should say. Yeah. So. Um, well, here's the thing. Are you counting the QR reader? I am not counting the QR reader. Oh, well, there you, there you go. Charizard. I was yep. thinking it couldn't be Charizard because you could get a Charmander through the QR reader. 
That is true, but that is it, the answer is of course Charizard. That is correct. That is two well, points. Like, you but, can technically, yeah, okay, there you go. You can there technically you get one through the island exactly. scan. Yes, you're welcome. Yeah, <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> All right, and so that's two points for you guys. Question number three. This one's going to be a blast of the past and make you dig way back into your memories. Oh, no. Uh, this is from Claude Nine, by the way. He had a bunch of these, and Bo was originally Claude? slated to be on this episode, and I was going to use all of them because I think Bo would get a kick out of these questions. So in Generation 2, they released Kraft Macaroni and Cheese Boxes featuring Pokemon. How many different boxes were there? Oh, no. Oh, and I'll, no. Give you a, I'll give you a plus or minus uh, one on this. Okay, so... Uh, I'm, I'm, okay, this is my guess, Sublime. I'm guessing okay. that um, it's probably probably has at least the three starters. I think because it can be plus or minus how many, Patch? One. Okay, given the plus or minus one situation, I can't imagine it would be only three. I would think it has to be a minimum of four or five. Right, but... Because if this was in the 90s... The anime was popping, which means Jigglypuff was in everything. Uh, I mean, it could have been, but i i would I would and lean Pikachu. I would lean to like maybe the cover legendaries. And I don't think they would do those as mac and cheese. No, uh, eh, no you I, know I what? Don't. Let's don't say know. let's I'm say go with like six. six. Yeah, yeah, I feel like six, six is safe. Yeah. Because I'm wondering, maybe they did the, uh, um, yeah, let's say six. Let's say with six. Yeah, we don't know. It's a strange thing to figure out. So six is your answer. That is correct. Uh, yeah. It's actually six right on the nose. Uh, I've tried to find the boxes, but I can't off the top of my head. But from 2000, they because they've done mac and cheese several times with Kraft. <laughs> there is also like a Gen 4 set, set of boxes as well. So that that is true. Uh, there there are exactly six, a full team, if you will. So that's three points. You guys are three for three right now. Our fourth well, question is: I, need our, to know I don't know. I just told you. I tried to you look it up and I couldn't find it. Not be able to give me the real. We'll answer. look it up after. We'll look it up. We'll <laughs> okay. look it up after. Uh, all right. And so this next question has the bonus point with it. So uh, this one's from Linian, and he wants to know what types. Uh, have the most representation in Pokken tournament if you include the DLC. Ah, if you say, include I would say, the DLC. I would, guess, I would guess Ghost Sublime. You get two. There's actually two of them that are tied. It's tied. All right, let's count off. I do not want to miss this. One, one, for, miss each. This. one for each. One for each. I want to just to be sure, we're talking about the fighters, not assists or anything not assists, else, right? Not assists, the, the roster itself, yep. Okay, there are a lot of fighting types to begin with, right? You have Machamp and Blaziken and uh, Lucario and... Is that it? I could have sworn there were more. I would say Ghost and Fighting. Okay, how many Ghosts can we name? There's Chandelure, uh, there's Chandelure Gengar, Gengar, they added Aegislash. Mm-hmm. Um, well, maybe... Okay, how many Grass are there? There's Sceptile... There is Sceptile and something else, maybe. Um, I'm trying to think of the roster. I don't play the game, so I'm not very... I play the game, but I haven't played it in a minute. 
and I haven't played it thinking, oh, I have made note of the fact that every type is represented. Oh, fighting um, and fire, maybe. Right? Okay, so fire, you have Charizard. And you have, Brandon, you have uh, and um, um, Blaziken and uh, uh, Lampent and Chandelure. Yeah, Chandelure, so yeah. it's yeah. at least four. Um, that's a lot. I think Fire is one of them. Based on that, that's a good point. Which means whatever else is tied with it would have to have at least four. We could only think of three ghosts and three fighting types. Well, okay. So the fighting types, there's there's uh, Machamp. Yeah, and then there's uh, 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 or not Combuskin, um, Blaziken, Blaziken, yeah, Lucario, um, and uh, is Gallade in there? No, which is kind of a travesty because Gardevoir is. Yeah. Um. Um. Oh wait, 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 wait. What about Mega Mewtwo? Mewtwo Mega evolves in that game into a fighting type. Hmm. How is that ruled? Uh, I'll take it if you want to. If you want to go with it, and then also, you know what? I just realized. Oh no, Croagunk is mono poison, isn't it? It evolves into a poison fighting. I was gonna be like, oh, that makes it more. Uh, Does it? But I think Croagunk might just be pure poison until it evolves. It's not. It's not. <laughs> it's not okay. Then it's fighting and fire. I think we got. <laughs> yeah. That is correct. Linian actually got everything wrong. Um, so there's actually three. It's a three way tie. Um, well, well, because, well, because well. Ghost is also got four, um, because you forgot to Sijuai. Oh uh, yeah, yes, I was thinking about uh, him in the beginning, and then that's why I thought of Grass, like in the very beginning, and then I couldn't remember why I was thinking of Grass, and then I was like, oh yeah, Sceptile. But yeah, that was <laughs> over the edge. Okay, anyways, so that is going to be. Uh, that's the that's that's five points for you guys. You guys are five for four right now. Yeah. You're doing pretty good, and you haven't used the hint. You could go for seven today. And look at what the last Ooh. question. The last question is always is a base stat question, and so I want to know what electric type Pokemon has the highest base special defense. Oh, oh, you're gonna change it up. You're going with the special defense. <laughs> <laughs> Not the special attack. You go with the special defense. I chose this one for a very specific reason, and we'll see if you guys get it. My my best guess is uh, Electivire. My best Electivire guess. is definitely special attack and definitely nothing else. That thing is like one stat only. Okay. Uh, I would put that. On, I would not consider that for special defense. That thing's not very bulky, actually. Yeah. Well, I can't think of any Electivire. Um. Oh. Uh, Zapdos? No, it's definitely not Zapdos because of the way their um, stats are spread out. It has its highest stat in special attack with 125, and it's sec- I think it has a speed of 100 as well, which means the remaining stats cannot be particularly impressive. Well, I um, well, that's kind of the thing. I, I don't, I don't know. What are the megas? Particularly... What are the megas? It's very frequently a mega evolution. Oh, um. Oh. Mega Magnetric is really... I mean, it's not frail, but it's not super bulky either. It, evol- it Mega Evolves from a really frail Pokemon, so I don't think it would be uh, Magnetric. It relies more on the Intimidate factor. And... Well, Intimidate wouldn't help with special defense. No, but just like in terms of bulk. Um, um. What Electric Mega did they add in Auras? Because they, they added one 
of each type for both uh, X and Y and then Auras. Wasn't it wasn't it Electivire in or not Electivire? Uh, um, wasn't Mega Manetric in Auras? That's the one that they brought up. I thought in that was X Y, but you know what? They might have had two. Uh, oh, oh, you know what? You know what? Um, well, Mega Ampharos. Mega Mega Ampharos. Mega Ampharos. Yeah, yeah. I think that that was X Y as well, but uh, I, I think that's a good choice because it's already bulky, and actually, it loses speed when it Mega Evolves, which means they have yeah. more points to put in everything else. So I yeah, think that's a good that. choice. Mega Ampharos. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mega Ampharos. Mega Ampharos is correct. Yes, seven hey, points. Hey, that's my first perfect <laughs> run. <laughs> that's a perfect run for you guys today. So that actually does change up the uh, that does change up the standings. Uh, we have a few things. I lost my drive. Okay, there we go. Uh, so the trivia score today does change things up. And so let me go ahead and let's have look these. up that's the actually, macaroni. While that's we're that's that's pretty big for you, by the way, um, Sublime. That's a that's a big one for you. Oh, I mean, updating still. Yeah, but also uh, I've I'm not bothered. Oh, and anything. it was big for Basket. Oh man, yeah, it was. Yeah. Oh man, Basket's been paying attention. <laughs> uh, all right, so we are gonna go ahead and we are gonna we are gonna go ahead and man, Basket, you should be pretty happy about this one. <gasps> Uh, Ooh, right, so, the mac and cheese, you guys. Wait one sec, one sec. Let me do the standings. Do uh, this, so, and we'll do the mac and cheese. <laughs> in first place with 19 points, we have Basket. Whoa! Yay! Yeah. It tied for second place with 12 points. We have Gator and Sublime. Ah. T- in fourth place, we have Whimsicott. Tied for fifth place with six points, we have Doctor Shamu and Scrawn. In seventh place with five points, we have Viger. In eighth place with four points, we have Maximus. In ninth place with three points, we have our Sigma. In tenth place with two points, we have Jushiro. And in eleventh place with one point, we have Snag. So there you guys go. There's your standings. You're doing pretty well, though, there, Basket. You're almost yeah. there. You, yeah, yeah, yeah keep signing just, up. Get it. Get it. Keep go getting get it. it. Keep getting it. Only 15 more. Okay, let's talk about this mac and cheese, though, for a minute. Yeah, it yeah. has. It's not what you necessarily expect either. Bulbasaur is not included. It is Pikachu. Well, it's Gen two. Um, it's Gen two, right? Um, I saw the one that is clearly for Diamond and Pearl, and then there's yeah. another one. I don't okay. know that it's specifically Gen two, but it includes uh, Pikachu, Squirtle, Jigglypuff, Meowth, Charmander, and Poliwhirl. I'm unsurprised by all. Uh, I am like, unsurprised by that entirely as well because Polyvore got a lot of merch back in the day. Um, yeah, back I think in the he day, has there was the McDonald's gold plates as well. <laughs> yeah, Polyworld was something they pushed for. I for, I think it was uh, it was somebody's favorite Pokemon. Misty had a Polyworld as well. No, not Whoa. until after, not until Gen two in the anime. It was. Well, it was aren't we talking Gen two though? So it was because it was because of the comic, right? That's why they have Polyworld up. Oh, Red has one year as well. That happened for different reasons, though. This all stemmed from way back in the day. There was, uh, I forget, I think it was Ken Sugimori or Satoshi Tajiri. One of them really loved Polyworld. It was like their favorite Pokemon. I was a Polyworld for Halloween one year as a child. Fun fact. Ah, I think I've seen <laughs> that awesome. picture. I think you've shared yeah, it. Yeah, it's a good picture. It's a good picture. Uh, all right. Well, that is going to be it for Pokos Poke Quiz. If you want more exciting quiz action, you can catch us next week uh, here at the Puckle Podcast. Just tune your dials um, to don't touch that Toto dial. 
Uh, so we are gonna. <laughs> that should be my. That should be my new catchphrase. That should. That really should. Uh, and so we are gonna kick it on over. We're gonna kick it on over to the topic after this short break. Ciao. I'm the fluffiest whimsicut, and I want to tell you how you can enjoy Puckle even more and make it better at the same time. First, join our Discord server. You can hang out with us and a ton of cool people, take part in our tournaments, and get all our news right out of the gate. You can also interact and keep up with us on Twitter, on Facebook, and on our subreddit. If you love live content, we're on Twitch at least twice a week with all sorts of streams, from viewer battles to shiny hunting to PTCGO. If you want to drop a little bit of your extra cash on us in exchange for cool stuff, we have both a Patreon and a Tee Public store, so be sure to check this out. And finally, there's so much great Puckle content that we're now on two feeds. Make sure you are subscribed to both Puckle and Puckle Plus, so you don't miss out on any of our sideshows. And drop us a review while you're at it, we really appreciate your feedback. Thank you! And welcome to the topic. Our topic today is going to be discussing Pokemon designs that haven't been done yet. We're, we're making Gen 8 for you, Game Freak. And all you got to do is just take some notes. I'm sure James Turner ta- what, listens to the podcast. So just like sit back with your sketchbook, take all of our visualizations, sketch them out, design these Pokemon. Uh, for those of you who are unaware, James Turner is the first non, um, non-Japanese non uh, member of the Pokemon company to actually design, design Pokemon. Pokemon. He used to work for Genius Sonority, and now he works for Game Freak. Uh, Genius and Ordi are the people who made the Pokemon Coliseum and XD games. He actually designed Shadow Lugia. That was his first one. But then he also did a bunch of Gen 5 Pokemon, uh, Trevenant. And then he did like a lot of he did a lot of the Ultra Beast. He did Buzzwall, which everybody hated in the TCG for a while. He did Guzzlord, which everybody kind of was like, what? This is a really fun deck to play in the TCG for a while. <laughs> and then he made Naganadel, which got banned to Ubers. Everything he everything he touches turns to gold now. <laughs> Literally, look at that shiny Naganada. <laughs> <laughs> so, James Turner, I hope you're listening. Take some notes, and <laughs> and so let's just get into it. Let's just jump into it. Says Philip DeFranco, and we, and so I I don't know. The one that I keep bringing up all the time is a dolphin. I'm surprised we are eight. We're seven generations into Pokemon. One of those regions being literally Hawaii, and we have no dolphin. I I find it so hard to believe we don't have a dolphin slash porpoise. And yeah. it, it, it's just something that we could do. I, like, psychic water would be really cool. Give us, like, a better yeah. Starmie. Like, a Maybe. bulkier Starmie. Whoa, 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 whoa. Starmie is a treasure. We cannot <laughs> Starmie like that. Maybe, maybe they Give us have... something that does a different role, and let Starmie be. Maybe they yeah. didn't do a dolphin, because... They couldn't find a porpoise for it. Oh my gosh! You have all <laughs> of these good. jokes. Oh my down. god, I love that thing. That's good. That's good. It took me a sec. Oh um, god, I just I'm heard sorry. that, and I'm like, dad jokes. We're getting too old here, guys. Yeah, yeah, we were just discussing that. <laughs> we're getting too old and making dad jokes, and we're just like, that was legitimately funny. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, oh no! Oh no! It's going. It's all going now. <laughs> So what what else do you guys have on your list? Peacocks Ooh. need to happen. Uh, if you're going to make be it interesting. a starter, you could do like a grass fairy. But honestly, you can make a peacock a lot of things and it would be fine. So A peacock. I feel like that would be interesting. The problem is, well, no, peacocks don't fly, do they? I don't think so. No, they do. Do they fly or do they like hop? Do they kind of 
hop, skip, fly. You know what I'm saying? Well, no, because I there was one that um, that I'm used to live one. around my property. Like, I mean, it was so someone had someone had a farm of them, right? Like a peacock farm, and one of them got out, and they kept going to my neighborhood looking for it, but it was never there when they were there. But we'd see it all the time. This thing, like. You know how the answer is yes, but not well. Yeah, I mean, basically, chickens they can fly into low branches of trees. Peacocks can fly to like high branches of trees, but they're not going to, you know, migrate for the winter. So I grew up in rural Indiana, and this this somewhat relates. And there's a bunch of wild turkeys in rural Indiana. I one day saw a group of wild turkeys in the street. We were going to drive like right through them and like make them scatter. Right, those Mm -hmm. guys flew. And landed on the power line, like regular <laughs> birds. These are turkeys. What? Yeah, like sixty-pound turkeys like landing on the fire. They're not sixty pounds, but they're like twenty-pound turkeys, right? <laughs> they literally flew up and landed on the power lines. No joke. Bomb, bomb, bomb. I can just see that. Yeah, that's great. It's it was crazy. I couldn't believe that happened. It's really cute though, because we my family owns a farm in rural Indiana, and every like year you can see like the turkeys run across the front with like all of their like baby turkeys it's pretty cute baby turkeys are adorable see you give us a baby turkey yeah (laughs) baby ah yeah there you go not just on my plate for thanksgiving (laughs) (laughs) we need it we need a legit turkey pokemon that's not ho-oh yeah ho-oh is a weird combination of peacock turkey phoenix give us all of these things individually please (laughs) <laughs> yeah well I, th- I would argue we have phoenix well it's a firebird you know so peacock and turkey that's what we need well, those are the things james turner i know you're working on it and speaking of uh birds what about the flamingo that we have not yet had oh yes. that's true yes. man there's so much stuff that th- i mean to be fair there hasn't been a florida region yet but um maybe in the next game right florida right. region <laughs> i think it'll be more likely that we see something like italy or spain personally but you know what would be hilarious okay so you know how like flamingos they uh um like the more krill they eat the pinker their feathers are interesting that makes sense it could it could be like a it could be like you know the next zygarde but it's a flamingo and you got to find all the krills and feed them to the little flamingo guy and then he turns into super mega flamingo it's like crazy pink or you know what? I'm a big fan of how they <laughs> tied in uh, Corsola to the lore for Marini and Toxapex, how they mm. love to eat Corsola. Let's give a Flamingo Pokemon that likes to eat something else. Yeah. like I uh, like the idea. Like, Sunny Moon's uh, Pokedex was dark. But, like, so detailed. Yeah, it I was... Thought. Like, it really brought really the world good. to life. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it, felt, it felt like an ecosystem. It was cool. Mm-hmm. I hope they continue that. Like, if they're going to do anything, give me some weird stuff like, yeah, Marini eat Corsola, and that's why Marini is in the SOS battle. And sometimes in the SOS battle, Marini will attack the Corsola. Fun fact. Isn't that great? It's just nuts. Yeah. I, I yeah. hope we get Pokemon <laughs> like that. That would be great. Mm-hmm. Uh, or, else- you know what else I feel is a travesty that is not yet a Pokemon is the platypus. The platypus. I don't know. It's just kind. Of, it's like it's like a furry duck. It's okay. Come on. It is the only mammal with a beak that is poisonous and also lays eggs. How is that not cool enough for a Pokemon? 
So my problem with that is it's going to end up being like poison water and I don't need another poison water in my life. We have Toxapex. We have Tentacruel. I feel like that's enough. Mm, and quillfish mm. and quillfish so that's even enough that's even more so let's like, just give it a different typing yeah. make it yeah, electric it be normal water it could yeah. be you know Bidoof part 2 oh, oh god Bidoof 2 Bidoof part 2 although actually I have the Bidoof part 2 right here I would love for there to be a capybara Pokemon I think capybaras are adorable <laughs> and it's a rodent so it already fits that Rattata role um, yeah give me a capybara Gonna be yeah, it can evolve into a beautiful capybara I, that you can ride into the sunset. It's first a it hamster, could, and then uh, it evolves into uh, a capybara. Yes. Oh my god, that would be adorable. It could Make be the happen. first. It could be the first like uh, normal ground Pokemon. That'd be great. Yeah, they love the mud. Oh my gosh, let's stop throwing normal type on random Pokemon. Because... Oh wait, no, Diggersby is already a normal ground. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. They did that a lot. That was like Gen Six thing. <clears throat> they were just like, you know what? This Pokemon could be more interesting. And they're just like, yeah, but let's just give it normal typing. But and... you know what? That's not the worst because normal Pokemon get gigantic move pulls, and yeah. it gives you an immunity to ghosts. It could do worse. And you get some stab, like crazy yeah, stab, like hyper voice stab. stab. And I mean, like, it's not the only generation guilty of that. Gen 5 gave you Saw's book for some reason, right? I think that was the only one, though. Like, they've done it before. It's weird when they do, but oh, it's fine. I don't mind it. Saw's book's also just a weird Pokemon in general. It, it was mostly like, hey, look at this gimmick. <laughs> and then they never brought that gimmick back again. So then nope. it is weird to translate into future generations. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's weird when you see a Saw's book in XY or Sun and Moon, because it's like, oh, what if you want this? Well, tough luck. Yeah, I hope you bought black and white. Exactly. <laughs> they are, what they if it's are just, super helpful in uh, black and white Nuzlocke, though. I could believe that. I could just see it as being a. Uh, I don't know. I feel like I feel like them taking seasons out are just like, well, if you guys didn't like black and white, well, we're gonna make sure you can't get all the sauce book, and we're sitting over here being like, <laughs> good, we didn't want it anyway. <laughs> we never cared, anyways, man. <laughs> I, we never cared. So good. Yeah, Capybara needs to happen. Capybara, yes. Make so it a. I've got, go ahead, basket. Yeah. Oh, I was gonna say I've got a few inanimate object ones that might. Be yeah, we on. did some good inanimate ones. All right, so we could do chess pieces. So Pokemon can do another BS unknown stunt, where they have Ooh. you know collect all the chess pieces, and then they could even double it by having some of them be white and some of them be black. <laughs> <laughs> Does Bisharp and Ponyard rule over them? You know, Ooh, good question. Because that's why okay. they exist. Yeah. We need the rest of the chess pieces, though. Uh, we need the rest of them. What if it was a tie-in with those? I like that a lot more. Would it would cool. be really cool if we split yeah. the Ponyard line. Oh, that is good. I love that idea. You could split the Ponyard line, and you can get like you can get like a king, a like queen, a rook. Yeah, a rook, a. Uh, I mean, I, I'm all for that. If they come up with some way to be like, yeah, Ponyard's got seven more evolutions actually, now. Actually, you wanted another Eevee? Here you go. Yeah, except they're all dark cool. steel. <laughs> they're all dark steel. That's great. They're all dark steel. <laughs> and that's that's the Pokemon you get. That's half your decks right there. That's half the decks right there. Done. Honestly, um, that would be super cool. I'm I'm here for it. And cool. that's a missed I'm not, opportunity. I'm not opposed to it, yeah. James, why don't you step in and fix that when that happened in Gen 5? Why don't you make it better? 
he so doesn't listen a- to the show, but it's fine. <laughs> yeah, we should we should just keep talking like he does. You know, maybe we'll yeah, get more subscribers yeah. that way. Yeah. Oh, he listens. Oh, perfect. So then, I also have I don't remember exactly what they're called, but you know those little eight balls that you shake and they like say like uh, all signs point to no or something a like magic that. eight ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah magic eight ball. I was thinking you could have one of those, and a signature move could be metronome. <laughs> um, then you could also have a pencil, and it could be called pencil vester. What bonus? I don't know if you need a pencil. You, uh, know the reference. Um, and then you could do a Swiss Army knife. Probably wouldn't have a knife because it's Pokemon. Okay, but, but Honage is a thing, so yeah, but that's not a Swiss Army knife. I mean, that's just a sword. I I feel like Swiss Army knife gets a little too detailed. I think uh, you start. I think you start getting yeah. Yokai Watch territory. The, yeah. Well, but because, there's like okay, so we don't need a corn Pokemon, right? We don't need a corn Pokemon. There's a corn Yokai. Well, like, okay, but we, there's no we don't Swiss, there's no Swiss Army Yokai, is there? Uh it's not really like that. But like the designs kind of fall more into like the hey, this is a more complicated item type deal. I think a sword has a simplicity to it compared to a Swiss Army knife. I was just thinking about junk that I keep in my pockets because of key because of uh, Klefki. <laughs> oh God, Klefki's different though. Klefki's not actually the keys. Klefki just collects keys. Okay, right, and it will cut you. And it will... <laughs> Klefki um, really then, likes keys. Yeah. I was also. Thinking I've got to about... get that keychain because uh, Beauty and the Beast is like my favorite Disney uh, movie. And so I was thinking about, I was like, but what if they had, you know, like uh, a lamp one? And I was like, oh, yeah, duh. But then I was like a clock called that I could name clock, uh, Cogsworth. That'd be pretty sweet. Clock I could see. I'd be okay clock, with clock. I could definitely see them doing. I'm surprised it hasn't been done now at this point. And then it gets roar of time for no reason. Um, oh, my <laughs> gosh. Yes. <laughs> I want that so bad. It's like Delmise, but a clock, and it's stupid. It's just like it's just like it's like ghost. It's ghost something type, and it's just like yeah. By the way, my ability is uh, it's like Steelworker, except for dragon type moves. <laughs> and ridiculous. so, and I the only steel, the only dragon type move I get is Roar of Time. Uh, it evolves into a grandfather clock. Oh my gosh. <laughs> It has to have, yeah, it has to have that move in order to evolve. Oh my gosh, Roar of Time. <laughs> that would be hilarious. I'd be, I, I'm all for it. I'm all for Roar of Time clock Pokemon. Yeah. So this was a joke when we were doing, but I love the idea of a chair that evolves into a sofa <laughs> that, that suggested evolves into a sectional. Yes, absolutely. They've done weirder stuff. <laughs> the sitting Pokemon. Uh, I all I imagine is oh what is there's a I guess I think it's Beauty and the Beast where like you have a, a couch that's alive and it's just dancing around that's how I imagine it it's like it, it they didn't even try to cover up that it's a couch it's legit just a couch um. <laughs> you know they haven't done any like sports items Pokemon I'm okay with that mm, I think that's for a good reason. <laughs> Because they do try to keep Pokemon designs in the realm of they're either old or they would have naturally evolved in this world, right? Because if you look at something like all of the Pikachu clones, that makes sense. You could have one species that stems and it breaks off into like all of the Pikachu clones and Pikachu. And that makes sense evolutionary. And then if you look at all of the inanimate objects, they all kind of 
if it's not a uh, if it's not a uh, what's it called a ghost type clang or a clang, it's a clink clang. I mean. Everything has like a reason to exist, though, and like Clean Clang like has the lore that goes with Charge Stone Cave, of like, hey, they didn't appear until X amount of After, years ago, right? Yeah, and they, I really like the like lore they do with that with Professor Juniper in black and white because so, it talks about how yeah, they didn't guys, exist until after train tracks were a thing. But do you yeah. guys really think that? They, do you guys really think though that they like <laughs> that they come up with the lore and then the Pokemon? Because I'm pretty sure they're retconning. They're like, oh, that looks cool. Let's come up I think it's simultaneous. I think, I think it's simultaneous. Like how Pokemon fit into the world as they're being created. Yes, I think that's. I think what Sublime said is absolutely true. I think that they come up with a reason for certain Pokemon to be. I mean, I think it's at the same time. Like, hey, I have this idea for this design. They're like, well, this could fit into the world like this, and then they refine both of them at the same time. And because that they definitely do like try to make Pokemon fit into the world that they're in. They don't just like dump Pokemon in uh, unless it's Gen One. I feel like Gen One they kind of just dump Pokemon in, but after that, I think you gotta start somewhere. Yeah, I think they definitely <laughs> have a purpose when they do it now, especially with them putting in so few Pokemon now. Uh, every generation, which I'm okay with. Like, yeah, let's you need be to perfectly slow down. clear. Um, let's be perfectly clear. I don't need another 150 Pokemon. Let's do like 80. I'm cool with 80. Just keep chugging along, guys. You're doing great. Uh, I, just, I really let's just make to. Mythicals better. You're doing a great <laughs> job with Nutto. Just uh, keep it going. I want another Pokemon that's like as weird and cool as uh, um, coughing and wheezing. I thought those guys were really like really cool designs. They are. I don't really know what they are. Well, you know what? Here's the thing. Coughing and wheezing actually tie into a thing they've done with States of Matter with poison types because mm-hmm. uh, they represent gases while... Um, Muck and Grimer represent uh, liquids, and then you have Garbodor uh, and Trubbish, which represent solids. Boom. I thought they I thought they represented Septus. What? Uh, that too. <laughs> yeah, sure. What? Okay. Sorry, sorry. That was a bad joke that obviously did not land. <laughs> no, it did not. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I missed that one. I love the point this one, though. <laughs> That just sounds like uh, the Meowth anime's accent, too. What's my point this in life? <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. Oh, man. I, I don't know. I feel like, yeah, if it's an inanimate object Pokemon, they typically come up with some lore for it to go along with everything. And so if you go with something like a Swiss Army knife, like, what's your excuse there? Like, that's a Swiss Army knife. Hona just different because it's like, yeah, spirit inhabited a sword. And now it's like, I'm going to be a sword now. Yeah, but they uh, use that for like all of their like, uh, well, okay, whatever. Not really. <laughs> they don't really yeah. like vanilla has like its own lore and it's great. Um, it, it has a reason to exist as it does as an ice cream cone. Like it evolved into an ice cream cone to like blend in with ice cream cones. Uh, <laughs> like great reasoning. Great. Re- <laughs> it tried to blend into something that people consume. Yeah. Uh, because does uh, it have a I death mean, wish? Well, yes, it's probably. <laughs> probably it's mono ice, isn't that enough reason? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> man, uh, Vanellix though, man, that's my life. Uh, I love. We're Vanellix. killing it with these side conversations, though. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Dude, shiny Vanellish has a cool, a cool shiny. I'm down with it. Um, Vanellish is based on an ice cream code made of snow and ice. It also resembles an icicle. Thanks, Bulbapedia. <laughs> Oh man, it's hilarious. 
I, I love that James Turner is also like part of the trivia for the Pokemon he's designed. They're like, yeah, this Pokemon was designed by James Turner. <laughs> Good for James Turner, guys. He <laughs> just like all the love. So I don't know anything else that I would probably go for. I'm not sure. I think they like what they do is fantastic. And I love what they would do with Ultra Beast. I would love to see more Ultra Beasts where you get away from like the Pokemon design conventions and get something special. I I I'm pretty sure it's going to be like every other Pokemon trope where it's just like, yep, not going to be in the next game at all. But it would be really cool if they kept it up. Just some like more post game content catching extra Ultra Beast or something. Yeah, that would be cool. I would like um, I don't know. I would like more than how they did it. Maybe mm. just because I didn't like like I wanted like a like a BA boss Pokemon, you know, that's what I've wanted like, instead of like instead of like running around and like, all right, here's one. All right. Find another one. Run around it. Let's go find, find applications for the Pokemon company. And we just go, OK, guys, we're throwing this all out the window and we're going <laughs> to this is the story. OK, we came up with a good one. We know Pokemon. OK. And then they're just like, what are you doing in this room? You're just supposed to get us coffee. And then we then we walk out really sad, depressed, and, <laughs> and we get like a plush because we work for the Pokemon company. And then we walk home. Nice idea. Here's your stuffed toy. <laughs> Here's your stuffed toy. Now go sit in the corner and don't give us any input. And then we're just like, but James Turner gets to give input. <laughs> All right, so we're done now. Yeah, <laughs> I'm killing off this conversation. So we're gonna we're gonna kick it on over, guys, to uh, to poke of the episode. We will catch you on the flip flop. Poke of the episode, and welcome to the Pokemon of the episode. Our Pokemon of the episode this week is National Dex number. Oh God. 584 Vanillux, the snowstorm Pokemon. Vanillux is born when two vanillish, half melted by the day's light, stick to each other and freeze together in the cold return of night. So Vanillux is in the NU tier. I'm slightly surprised. We were slightly surprised, but then we thought it made sense. It does make sense, actually. I mean, so it's got a 71 HP, 95 attack, 85 defense. 110 special attack, which isn't terrible. 95 special defense and 79 speed. So two things against Vanellux and why it's in the NU tier. One, it's pure ice type. Worst defensive typing ever. Worst, yeah, pretty pretty awful. Second, speed tier is pretty poopy. Awful, um, awful. Like you couldn't even do it if you want. No, 79, that's not good. If it was 80, I think it would be It'd different. be better. Yeah, but 79 is rough. Like that's just like cruel to it. Yeah, I mean, if it was eight, it, honestly, if Vanellix got we literally just two, move one point from HP into speed, and we'd be a little bit better. Oh my gosh! I honestly, if it was eighty-one, I wouldn't be surprised if you see it bumped up to like RU. No joke, because eighty is such a delicate speed tier. That's where Gardevoir is, Gallade, stuff like that. And I think that you would see a huge difference in Vanellix if you had those just two base speed points or just one even. That'd be huge. But I mean, it's not terrible Pokemon. I think no, Mono Ice um, and it gets yeah. it gets Snow Warning now. Yeah, it was gifted with Snow Warning, I believe, in Gen 7, wasn't it? I'm not going to say that. I'm going to look sure. it up. No, I, it was. Yeah, it, it was, was a Gen 7 introduction. Just like how you okay. got Pelipper and um, they added one more. Torkoal and Digalith. Yeah. Yes. And the one to finish up the quad was Vanillux. Yep. 
Well, I always assumed nah. they just gave it to Alola Ninetales and they called it good there, but they, they gave it as a normal ability to Vanellix. No. So that makes more sense to me. I just think it's really interesting. I like Snow Warning. It's really good because you're getting stab 100% Blizzard. Blizzard. Free Blizzard, yeah. yeah. That's amazing to me. I think that, I mean, to be fair, I think every Pokemon benefits from their 100%. I don't think Sand has one. Uh, but it does. Uh, it. You get, you get Stab no, Blizzard out of Vanellix. You're getting Stab Hurricane out of Pelipper. You're getting Stab, um, I guess they don't have a 100% move. Yeah. Oh, and, and Thunder. Uh, no, well, but you have no. the Solar Beam in Sun, which is sort of yeah. a thing. Uh, yeah, okay. We'll, we'll take it. It's but, the move intended for that weather. There are also a couple other problems with Vanellix, such as its move pool. It's not the greatest move pool. Uh, you get Blizzard. Very select number of Pokemon to get Freeze-Dry, though. It is. So it gets Blizzard, Freeze-Dry, Flash Cannon. I think those are the notable moves that it gets. Yeah, that's that's about it. I think that's about it. But freeze dry is fantastic. I think that's freeze dry is exceptional. Yeah, I I think that's legitimately the reason that um, it's not given out that much. Because if you give freeze dry out to everything, all the ice types are actually I think even better than they typically are. Because freeze dry, not on top of having the ten percent chance to freeze like most ice type moves, it also has. Uh, it is also super effective against water types. Right, so it nails the water types that come in to be resistant to your ice. Yep, and it's just a nasty, nasty move. And I think people forget about it a lot because not that because many people Because it's so rare. It. It's very rare to have something that learns it in the first place. I'll see the occasional Mammo run it, and I'll see Ninetales run it a lot. That's about it, though. Ninetales is a... Yeah. Lapras, I, too, sometimes. Lapras can run it, uh, and then I think you could also see it on Cryagonal. You should see it on if Cryagonal. If you ever see Cryagonal. Yeah, I think Cryagonal's an undervalued mod. I mean, if you want to talk about fast ice types, like 105 I mean, speed. Yeah, but also it's a rapid spinner, so you know Cryagonal's always going to be good for something. Yeah, Cryagonal's not a terrible mod. I think he's a good one. But this is this is the Vanilla. But we're talking show. about Vanillix today, yeah. <laughs> yeah, hmm. the Vanillix show. So you've uh, got uh, Weather Setting, Blizzard, and Freeze Dry, and that's why it's good enough to be past EU. That honestly is all it takes. That's enough, yeah. Like, you get free auto blizzard. Mm-hmm. I think he's really interesting. I mean, you could probably play him in RU as an effective scarf. And I think people would be thrown off by it. I don't think it's a great move, but I think people would be thrown off by it. So just keep that in mind, guys. Yeah. You could scarf your scarf your Vanellix, but like I said before, you probably want to run it modest first of all. I don't think it actually gets any good physical moves whatsoever. Um, even though it's got a decent like, a, it gets like explosive. attack stat. Ah, interesting. It gets get impact, I guess. But I mean, nothing nothing of merit in my opinion. I mean, because his attack stat's not terrible either. It's base ninety five. Yeah. It's a like, second could, highest stat, actually. Yeah. So. Like, let's take away some of that attack stat and throw everything else. Throw it somewhere else. And his defenses aren't awful either. It's his HP and his typing. But I mean, yeah, through modest two fifty two, two fifty two, man, just have some fun. Snow warning, blizzards and things to death. Throw some yeah. choice specs on there or icicle plate, however you want to roll. Choice scarf, though, I think is my personal favorite way to do it. If you're going to do that, that fourth move slot, because I've only listed three moves, has to be hidden power. <laughs> Make it hidden power. Hidden power ground is probably the way you want to go. They're suggesting hidden NU. power ground. Yeah. yeah, in NU, you probably want to go hidden power ground. Because there's a lot of electric types running around, and there's a lot of steel types running around. 
Um, steel is probably your biggest worry. Um, yeah. I also like the checks and counters that Smogon lists. Um, it's literally like every Pokemon that's ever existed. Um, it says checks and counters, <laughs> fire types, ice think types. Pokemon. I yeah, think fat Pokemon get a list, uh, mention specifically. Uh, steel, steel types, types faster, faster Pokemon, Pokemon, which is most of the Pokemon. Um, fighting types and rock types. It's like every type that's ever existed. Like it's all just... of the things. It's not bulky. It has a terrible defensive typing. Um, yep. But hey, yeah. Hail, it's Blizzard. Uh, yeah. And Freeze Drive. That's, that's noteworthy. So yeah. there you go. We were also talking about Vanellux in the TCG because there was a card that you brought up to me from the Team yes, Plasma. Yes, this sets. is from years back. Uh, it was from Plasma Freeze. Uh, I saw this as something of a meme deck back in the day. Uh, so it's a stage two Vanillux with uh, 130 HP, a water type because that's how they do things there. Uh, with the attack that you want to look at is Chill Max, and Max is all caps which is with single colorless energy, and it says, flip a coin for each energy attached to this Pokemon. This attack does 60 damage times the number of heads. So what people would do is they would run it with Victini, which I believe had a victory star as its ability, yeah, uh, which lets you flip coins a second time if you don't like your results the first time. So yeah. you just try to flip for knockouts. Yeah, I mean, you could do that very easily. It reminds me of both the Typhlosion deck from Breakthrough and then also... Uh, what is it? There's a Gyarados that did very similar things recently. Um, it was also in the X and Y sets. I, I'm too yeah, bad. the only current card in standard is from Guardians Rising, and it is not noteworthy in any way, shape, or form. No, this one is actually noteworthy, though. I, I do like this one. Yeah, I agree. That's why I wanted to bring this one up. Yeah, instead. that's actually really interesting. Like, I think I think going back into these older cards, especially if people want to get into Expanded, is something to talk about. Um, because Expanded apparently will never leave uh, black and white. I wish they'd make a format from X and Y. I really I do. would I would be into that. You I think the problem would be that only you and I would be the ones playing it. Well here's the thing. That's when I started. So that's I know that's what that's when I really got into it, right? And so, <laughs> so I, all these really black and white cards that you need are just like not readily available. They're not readily available, and then even if they are, some of them are ridiculously expensive. Every once in a while you can get them in like the battle arena decks, but you can't really get them in anything else. And it's really sad and disappointing. Though I think they have the good execute now out in uh, the Battle Arena decks, the new ones. I might be mistaken, though. Uh, I don't remember. So that is, uh, I mean, that's it for Vanellix, I guess. Other than it was designed by none other than James Turner. <laughs> we really like James Turner here at Puckle. I'm, I'm like all about great. James Turner today. First non-Japanese to design a Pokemon. So Vanellux is based on an ice cream cone uh, with snow scoops and icicles for the waffle cone. Specifically, it's a double scoop appearance of a wafer-like appendage resemble a double 99 cone. I didn't know that had a name. Uh, uh, I'm glad someone knows what it is because I, uh, I didn't. Vanellux has bits of ice on it that looks like bits of nuts. That's one thing that America is missing right now, Sublime. It is missing, uh, missing ice cream ice, parlors. Yeah. Ice cream parlors. That's what we need. And now I want to go get ice cream. Thanks. For yeah, I wish you were here because I would legit just be like, yeah, you want to go to Sonic right now? Or what's that one place we went to for PuckleCon uh, a oh, couple years ago? I, uh, Graders. That's where we went. Where we went it, on like, it the was really trip. good. Yeah, like the yeah. ice cream place. Yeah. Yeah, there's one of those here. There's one of those here. It's not as close as the other one was, but we could definitely hit up an ice cream place. I might go get ice cream after this now. Yeah, uh, I might too. 
Actually, I'm a horrible person. I have Halo Top lose... in the freezer, but now it doesn't I'm, sound as good. I'm trying to lose weight, but you know what? I get some Halo Top instead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that is uh, that is going to be it for Vanellix, and actually going to be the end of our show today because nobody sent in an email. Did you want the green Taurus badge? It could have been yours, but it's you messed not. up. You messed up. And so if you want to email us next week at PucklePodcast at gmail.com, tell us something that you think should be a Pokemon. Email us at PucklePodcast at gmail.com. And hopefully you'll get your email right on the show and get the Green Tourist badge because nobody else sent it in. Yeah, all you have to do is submit and you might be the only one. Yeah, there you go. Done. Or you can always email us about anything else. Of course, you can talk and catch up on all of your Puckly goodness by going to our Discord. Link is in the show notes as always. You can go ahead and also send in your... uh, You can uh, check out all of our social medias at PucklePodcast.com, our Twitter, our Facebook, our Reddit. And of course, if you want to come and hang out with us on Twitch at twitch.tv slash ThePucklePodcast, it's a great place to watch me and Jushiro stream. Finally... Uh, if you want to help us out monetarily, there's like five different ways you can do it. By five, I mean three. The first one being that you can go to Twitch, and if you have a Twitch Prime uh, membership, you can just go ahead and sub to us for free. Uh, that helps out the show. We get something out of it, and you get your Amazon Prime for free. And also, we get you get an exclusive Twitch emoji if you do that now. We have Twitch emotes. Uh, it's a it's like a burn heel thing that you can like go run around and Twitch and like tell people burn, be Michael Kelso. Uh, also, you can do that as well, even if you don't have a Twitch Prime subscription, but do realize you're like still paying money. If you do want to, if you want to do it in a different way, maybe get something out of it, you can go to our T Public store where I just put up the new Puckle logo. So you can go grab that off the store uh, in a sticker or a t-shirt or a tote bag or literally any kind of object you could ever want. So check out our T Public. Anything you buy there, Puckle gets a uh, commission and we really do appreciate it. And of course, if you want... You can always listen to, uh, you can always go to our Patreon at patreon.com and get in on some of those sweet, sweet Patreon benefits. So like Puckle check, PTU, like Puckle a new PTU. podcast brought to you by the Puckle family of spots of products. <laughs> the Puckle Network. I really need to, I really need to brand us as a network at some point. Uh, network. That's the word. We are a network because that's the thing we are now. And we really so are. We are a network and I need to, I need to really do something about that. So, that is going to be it, guys, uh, for this week's show. I'm Thatch. And I'm Sublime. And, and Basket was here before. Basket was here, and you all didn't notice it until now that he was gone. <laughs> so until next time, uh, here in the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's closing time.
Thanks to everybody at our patron for supporting this show. Thank you to Viger, Duly Noted, Ten Little Men, Andrea, The Fluffiest Whimsicott, Dr. Shamu, Snag, Dexio, Jushiro, Rotted Mushroom, Bosephus, Alvarin, Seth Vilo, Minor Manetric, Claude Nine, The Beauty and the Geek, John, R. Sigma, Doc McStuffles, Nathan, The Golden Klefki, Trevor, TJ, Doc Knox, Shambles, Birdkeeper Cobra, Daniel, TreyB31, Greg, Alec, Mikey, Ozzy, Jedi DJ, The British Gent, Sparky, Nick, Dylan, Shira, Ironcaster, Orange Avenger, Michael, Clifford, Joseph, Hazelnut, Thomas, Michael, Curtis, Echo, Anime, Gravy, Travis, Inferno, 235, Alex, and The Real EV. Because of you guys, we can do a lot of cool stuff. And just a reminder, you can get an Alolan Golem named Margaret that is shiny just by depositing a Dupider named Puckle onto the GTS until Thursday, October 4th. So go and do that if you want to get some cool free stuff, guys. I can't wait to talk to you guys later, and I will catch you on the flip-flop. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.